1: Co-worker of yours.
0: Welcome back, folks. We are joined by Andronika Mars, the Greater New Orleans Housing Alliance. Uh, Andronika, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you.
2: Same thing you knew. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
0: (laughs) It's been a while since we've talked, but uh, a lot going on right now. There are two uh, independent uh, uh, governmental entities that are – Tax recipient bodies thinking about rolling their millages forward. You guys have taken a position that they need to roll their millage back. Why is that?
2: Correct. The frankly, we think number one with a bullet that the the uh, underlying assessments are deeply flawed. The fact that the assessor is increasing overall value by eighteen percent, given the state of uh, housing, the cost of housing, the cost of property, the value of property. It's completely outrageous and unwarranted. And to lock that flawed assessment in for four years is simply a blow the people of New Orleans just can't take right now. With this and insurance, um, which shows no signs of of coming down, uh, the people of New Orleans will—more people in New Orleans won't be able to afford their housing. That's rent and their mortgage.
0: So— this is not new though with, with this um, assessor. I mean his new, unfortunately. Annually, we get we don't file the tax rolls on time. Uh, I've been told that great, greater than 90% percent of the appeals in the state of Louisiana come from the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Almost all of the um, rulings by the Louisiana Tax Commission in adjusting assessed values, are in the city of new orleans
2: yes <laughs> I mean, that's
0: right i mean it to me and i've said this over and over and over again it it, it indicates that something's fundamentally flawed if 60, 63 other parishes can get their property tax rolls filed on time i, I don't right. i just don't understand it
2: Yeah. no we've got some serious issues we've been talking about this you are correct we have been talking about this the people of new orleans have been talking about this for quite some time and uh, we need to get the checks and balances in place to do something about this, because it's it's not just the Louisiana Tax Commission is the last stop. There are other checks and balances at various levels, including those taxing authorities here locally and, and the city council as the board of review, who need to be acting and taking their role as, uh, as as part of the check and balance system against this assessor seriously, instead of going, Wee, more money. Um, it's because that's because you can't get blood from a stone uh, the idea of, of accepting. And we've seen that over the years. We've seen public officials who are the recipients of these taxes uh, kind of shrug and say, we can't do anything about the assessor while they rake in the additional cash. Um, and, and, and that's a, a that's a problematic strategy, because uh, one of the things that is a big problem is what if people can't pay? Uh, what happens then to those re- those rosy revenue projections when more and more people simply can't pay?
0: Well, I think in the most recent article, they said that roughly half of um, a lot of the properties that were increased. Um, it says here, appeals have since cut the citywide increase nearly in half. Uh, so these appeals were granted by the Louisiana Tax Commission. So they didn't believe them. They and right. they cut them in half. They cut in half already, which I guess supports your argument that something is fundamentally flawed here.
2: Right, and one but one of the challenges is is when the Louisiana and, and this is one of the problems that we've got to be looking at is um, when the Louisiana Tax Commission comes in, there isn't a negative consequence against the assessor's office for that mistake because. The assessor, uh, and I'm, not sure, I'm sure you know this, given your role as a former sheriff, you know taxes intimately. Uh, but a lot of people might not know that when the, uh, the assessors earn their revenue to operate their offices, it's a percentage of the certified role. So what the Board of Review certifies, that's what their percentage is. If the LTC comes back and reverses everything, it still doesn't change their percentage. So there's no consequence to assessor Williams. If everyone – you have to go – you have to hire lawyers, you have to hire uh, independent appraisers, you have to hire all these people to to fight your case all the way to the Louisiana Tax Commission, he doesn't get – he doesn't lose anything. And, in fact, he has revenue off of our backs to pay his lawyers to show up and fight for – to fight against uh, the people of New Orleans uh, to keep their property taxes high when there is ample evidence – that the numbers that he's using his calculations his methodology um the it's it's difficult to even get clear information from him because he has a bunch of well-funded consultants pr folks and lawyers that he uses with money we give him to fight those kinds of requests
0: well you know what's interesting what what's interesting to me is that over the last six to eight months which would take in the 2023 year right and, yep. and the rolls would have been put together over that period of time and would have been mm-hmm. approved sometime in August uh, and brought forward, uh, you know, to appeal this. You had houses uh, that were appraised at a number in 2022 that were for sale and sat for sale for the whole six right. to eight month period of time. That's right. And That's right. couldn't even get the appraised rate of the That's house. Right and and sell it and they're still sitting on the market uh... and yet there was really not much accommodation at the assessor level but when they get to the louisiana tax commission and they show the number of properties that are uh... out there and that there's been no offers uh... or reduced offers less than the than the appraised value than the assessed value of the house i mean that's a clear indication that something is wrong here now I understand that that's very difficult for an assessor to catch all of that, but I mean, when you look across the market, there's not many markets right now that are that are really appreciating. That are booming?
2: No, no, we're not. We're we're at the top of. We're starting a downturn with again with insurance, uh, with people's inability to recover and you know address issues. We still got property that are damaged from Hurricane Ida, right? We didn't have, Ida didn't hit Metro New Orleans the same way it hit the porceles and Bayou Country, but it still hit here. It's still, there's still damage. There's still people fighting with their insurance companies to this day addressing these issues. Our housing stock overall is not in great shape. And so there are, and, and then when you add to how the real estate market just in general is changing, is shifting, right? Commercial real estate in particular, the stuff that's supposedly um, rock solid, the, the, the downtown development district has a uh, 20% vacancy rate. The city of New Orleans as a whole has a 23% vacancy rate. So these there, there are very clear indicators that the assessor can access. Uh, he should be able to access. We've had these conversations with him on multiple occasions. We are in a routine conversation with the assessor about these issues, and he discounts these things. It's not that he's not aware of them, he chooses to discount them. And this is back to my point about being clear about his methodology. Uh, The assessor very, uh, very uh, refuses to share. Uh, and clarify what methodology he is using in an area by area. He won't tell you what methodology he uses in areas. He refuses to make that information public. And so it, it it's hard to it, it's hard to figure out his math, right? What, where, how he comes to his numbers, although the legislative auditor just released a report, um, they drill down on showing where, um, where they think his numbers are coming from. It's, it's, it's practice that you're not supposed to be using. Uh, and so they've come to a conclusion about how, how they think it's done because he couldn't tell, he could not share his data with them. And this is the second time, this is the second quadriennial uh, that the, the legislative auditor has come in and, 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 and accused the assessors, looked at their data and said, you are using practices that that fundamentally are inappropriate for what your job is. And so we again, we need our, the agencies who are empowered to check this assessor to do so. And again, not just simply say, J- "Just run, run me that money. G- give us the money. We we don't care that it's wrong. We need extra money. That uh, we need them helping us pushing back against them." What is the,
0: what is the response as to why he and, and there may be other assessors. I don't know that are refusing to reveal the regression analysis that they use in order to Mm -hmm. determine value.
2: We've never gotten a clear answer from that other than the fact that I don't have to give it to you.
0: So is your next step to go to the state legislature and try to have a bill passed that mandates the assessors to to publish their regression analysis?
2: You know, we've tried to do that before, uh, and, it, the, and to get more clarity and inside of information, work with a number of partners around this, and the assessors group as at a at lobby is an incredibly powerful force. Um, and they've pushed back any meaningful reform on multiple occasions, even though uh, many of the assessors are frustrated with the fact that, you know, they, they routinely say, um, look, we we all can't be held to, commit to to Assessor Williams' standards. We're doing what we're supposed to do. They don't want to see rules put in place um, that mandates the things that they're already doing, but allow. But but again, there's a there's a recognition that Assessor Williams isn't following those standards, right? You could go to almost every other parish in the state and get this information, and they will give it to you. Um, so we've gone to the tax commission we've um, we've actually and we've gotten some rules put in place at the Louisiana tax commission. Part of the issue is, is that we as citizens and, and as advocates can't exercise those rules. The Board of Review can exercise those rules. The the taxing bodies can exercise those rules. Again, coming back to uh, the the folks who have the power to check this assessor need to use it.
0: Well, it would seem to me, though, Nika, that you the landscape right now, um, new legislative body, uh, mm-hmm. a whole a whole new scenario, right? It's not just about yes. property taxes. You've got homeowners insurance. You've got yes. flood insurance that's tripled. Homeowners insurance mm-hmm. that, for some, has doubled, or you know, uh, or at least had a sixty to a hundred percent increase. And homeowners, almost everyone I've talked to. I was just talking to someone this morning. Got his homeowners uh, renewal uh, yesterday. Sixty percent mm-hmm. increase. Yeah. Um, yeah, You know, uh, it, it seems to me that we're in a different time right now because you know everyone looks at day one when they wake up on January first, uh, and let's just assume that your your homeowners is fifteen thousand and your property taxes are ten and your and your flood is roughly a thousand. You're twenty six thousand dollars in the hole on day one. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. To net to net twenty six, you got to go make, depending on the tax bracket you're in, anywhere from thirty four to forty thousand dollars. Probably thirty five to forty thousand dollars minimum. Right. You're da- that, well, that's that, day one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's da- that's day one. <laughs> I
2: mean. That's, no,
0: that's, you you no, know, that's, it, not even, it, that's not even. That's not even. Taken into consideration, paying for principal and interest, so I, I think the landscape, because I think you have a collective body of a uh, hundred senators and a hundred and five state I mean uh, fifty senators and one hundred and five state representatives that are all feeling the same pinch.
2: Yes and, and we do have and we do have plans to uh, talk about legislation to address insurance. And we hope, certainly, with this legislative auditor's report, to get support. One of the challenges is going to be, though, and i got to be clear about this, is that, it, again, this, this part of it, the property tax piece, is a New Orleans-specific issue. And we have challenges sometimes getting things just for New Orleans. Insurance as a whole, um, we certainly think— but I don't that, think we that, should that,
0: do it just for New Orleans. I think the issue is statewide. I mean— you know, if we're going to compel uh, assessor, you know, an assessor to reveal a regression analysis that's used mm-hmm. uh, on a region-by-region, neighborhood-by-neighborhood basis with the technologies that we have today, that's not cumbersome. That's not onerous. It's
2: not. It's, and, it's, that's nope.
0: not a, and that's not an out-of-bounds request, plain and Correct. simple. I
2: Correct. mean, and
0: that's the way that it's, it's got to be viewed. And, Correct. and every assessor ought to, ought to carry that burden. I mean, that's what they're elected to do to assess That's these right. values and to do it appropriately. And it's the same thing, you know, I was reading an article, and it's very similar. But, you know, so th- there's a big stink with the Harvard president right now in a study that she that she did in 2001, not about plagiarism, but, but about a regression analysis that she utilized uh, that was kind of in vogue at the time. So they're asking her for her work papers as to how she got to the numbers that she got to because the, as they utilize this regression analysis, they're not coming to the same outcome. Well, she's refusing to give them the work papers. Well, this is your independent academic you know, uh, study that was been published and everything. You should be willing to provide that. This is your work. This is what has brought you notoriety. Same thing here. This is their work. This is what they're elected to do. I, was, I, I, I don't believe
2: I don't believe. that they that should they have, have the right different. to say no. Take, let us take a break.
0: Yeah. Let us take a break. We'll come right back. We're visiting with Andrenika Morris, the Greater New Orleans Housing Alliance. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Andrenika Morris, uh, head of the Greater New Orleans Housing Alliance. Andrenika, final thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think you are right, and we are definitely going to be moving forward with policy changes at the legislature. But we've also got to remember that our local officials do have power, and we need to get them to use it.
0: Maybe support the legislation. That'd be a start.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was – well, when the the legislation gets enacted, I mean, we had a great piece of legislation to help people if there's a dramatic increase in their property taxes, and it's been, you know – Inconsistently implemented since it's been passed here in New Orleans again. So we've got to also we got to get good state policies, but we got to get our, our, our local folks doing their jobs. And, the and the
0: worst part about that—correct me if I'm wrong—but that was that whole situation was devised because of our inability to actually do what we are charged to do as the assessor, That's right? right? <laughs> That's right. Because that right. that quadrennial reevaluation had been missed. And we weren't That's doing right. it appropriately. Correct. And, and correct. I think yeah, we, and I think he still fights the ruling on that issue and still doesn't agree with it.
2: Yeah, but but and, but he throws up his hands and says, hey, it's the city's job to implement the phase in approach. And that has not been that has not been happening consistently. So we've got some have got some serious you know, breakdowns.
0: In every parish you have a collector and you have an assessor. Mm-hmm. That's and right. in every parish, they work together because they have to work together. Because if they don't, it's not a seamless, uh, efficient process. Yeah, and everyone's right. mindful of the deadlines. And you work together and you communicate with one, one another in order to meet the deadlines. Right. This, this city never meets the deadlines, rarely. We're missing, a,
2: yeah, we were missing another deadline again this year
0: exactly i'd it's like to be able be to talk about something other than yep. missing the deadline i mean it's yep. like this is craziness
2: yeah 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 and now people don't even know how to plan how to save because they're waiting on pins and needles to know what their taxes are going to be so we need the school board who's going to be taking the vote in on january 18th to not roll forward they can't they cannot do this to the people of new orleans
0: and and the excuse that the school board gave about not completely understanding the implications of the mfp funding is why all of this got delayed well guess what (laughs) all 63 other parishes are faced with the same thing they quantify it it may not be to the dollar but they got a pretty good idea as to where it's gonna be why can't we why can't they work that out here I, i don't understand it's almost they as can. if the city yes. of New Orleans is speaking a whole different language than the 63 other parishes in the state of Louisiana. Yes. What language yeah, that definitely is, definitely. I don't know. But <laughs> the communication is not the same. Andronika, yeah. thank you so much for joining us this morning. Truly appreciate your time, your insight. Best of luck to you in this endeavor, and have a happy New Thanks. Year.
2: Same to you, know. Take care.
0: That's Andre Nico Mars, head of the Greater New Orleans Housing Alliance. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us.